The brain is absolutely ridiculous and one of the least understood aspects of the natural kingdom. We can't even understand how the brain of a worm works, so how on earth are we meant to comprehend our own evolved grey matter? Psychology has only been officially studied for around 130 years and we're still making huge discoveries every year. My mum's a psychologist, so I grew up hearing about all this stuff and really took for granted some of the things that I learned at the time. So like any responsible millennial, I decided to start a podcast about it and share the sweet, sweet gift of therapy. I'm sat on the couch with my mum, Sandy. She's a psychologist with over 20 years experience studying and treating clients. Hi mum. Hi Adam. That's not going to get any more natural, is it? Uh, we're going to release a new episode each week talking about a different aspect of mental health and therapy, and hopefully some of you will find it useful. All the episodes are going to be filmed and uh, uploaded to YouTube if you want to watch us actually sitting on the couches next to the fire. It's really lovely and uh, good atmosphere, so just put it on the background. And the link is going to be in our Instagram bio to find that. It's at on the sofa pod. Give us a follow if you like the podcast. Subscribe on YouTube if you want to watch along. And please rate us five stars on iTunes because it helps us out and helps us reach new people, which is always a good thing. This week, we're going to be starting our Psychology 101 month, like intro to Psychol, if you like. And we're going to start with, what do I need to know before I go to therapy, right? Mm. Yeah, because you can save loads and loads of money. And time, yeah. And, and time. You're paying for a service, ultimately, right? So, first question, ask yourself... What do I want to achieve in therapy? Simple, right? Not really. What, do you think most people are just going to be like, I want to be happy? They, that's, that's, yeah, that's a biggie. So take that a little bit further. Yes, I want to be happy, but what does happy mean to me? Okay. And ask yourself things like, um, if there were parts of my behaviour, my life that I could change and things would be better, what are those things? Mm. That's quite an in-depth question as well, but these these are really fundamental. Um, so would you recommend someone sitting down with a notepad and pen? Definitely. Before they consider yeah. therapy and just really make notes of these questions and try and yeah. answer them? Yeah, definitely. Um, ask yourself, am I ready to explore my feelings and behaviour within the sessions, but also outside of the sessions? So some people do come into therapy at the wrong time, what, what does that look like? So somebody that's that's really badly grieving and the the passing of the other individual might have only been two weeks ago. That's quite soon. I'm not saying it, it, it can't happen or it doesn't happen, but sometimes it's too soon. So mm. things like that, it's best to ask yourself that. Is, am I ready for that right now? Maybe I think I'll leave it another month or something. Mm. Um, and outside of sessions, I mean by that, are you prepared to work on yourself for more than one hour a week, a month, whatever? Yeah, like I used to take guitar lessons and I wouldn't... Or trumpet lessons is probably a better example. And I never practiced trumpet outside of those lessons. So I didn't get... I, I was having lessons for a long time and probably my ability didn't reflect that because I didn't work on it. I don't in, know, you were quite oh, good. But I was quite good, but I was learning trumpet for four years, and if I'd been working on it four hours a week, mm. I'd have been mm. virtuosic. <laughs> so, yeah, outside of the session, if you prepared to work, then you should. And will I be able to talk about the things that I really want to talk about? What kind of work would you expect to do outside the session? So, we'll go on to this a bit in a bit more detail, but the therapist should be able to provide you with... Um, signposting areas like reading book 
books. You told me about The Happiness Trap, for example. That was Great That's book. really quite a good book for some clients. Or Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. That's really good for people that are quite anxious. And The Chimp Paradox is another really good one I like. Chimp Paradox, yeah. I mean, there's so many that that's homework. Mm. Or And Keeping a Journal, that's homework. You know, so that you've got data to bring back to your therapist. Yeah. Um, the watch you have, does that do the sleep cycle? It doesn't, no. No. There's a free app on your phone called Sleep Cycle. And it's brilliant, I think. It's free. So I would ask people, can you bring me in some data? On Monitor your sleep? your sleep for me, yeah. See how that goes. So I can have a look. Okay. So I'm looking at all those different angles. And that's all homework. And that just brings the data to me. So I can think about where they're at. And work quicker. And work much quicker. £100 an hour, you want to be getting through this pretty speedy if you can. So talking about things that you've never shared with anybody else, that's a really big thing, isn't it? You know, I'm thinking about sexual abuse and as a, being abused as a child and you've not told anyone, but you know stuff happened, but you've never verbalised it. Mm, and, uh, yeah, and part of this is we're going to get onto therapy shopping in a few weeks time and finding the right therapist for you but feeling comfortable talking to whoever you choose to, to speak to about everything but, uh, even if you're really embarrassed by it you should feel comfortable enough to voice it in this space and not mm. feel judged or mm. like you want to hold anything back and i think that's a real red flag if you feel like well oh, maybe i don't want to talk to my therapist about that probably isn't the best relationship with them and you should feel comfortable mm. maybe not comfortable but you should feel able, able. to share everything with yeah. them because again i was you just reminded me about 10 years ago um it's happened a couple of times now where i can kind of sense that they're in the room with me but they want to say something but they haven't said it mm. it's quite difficult to explain and until I said to these individuals what I've just said then, I, f I might be wrong, but I feel that there's something else here that you're not telling me. Bingo. Mm. So trying to facilitate that, that's, that's therapy where you're, you're really checking out this client week to week and thinking, you come in here each week, but are we hitting... The There's something matter. else there. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So are you ready to explore those things? And maybe if you don't feel ready, then just hang off and do some other things that we're going to suggest on on these sessions. Yeah. So the next heading, point is to remind yourself. Um, this is a big, big thing. Appreciate that the therapist is there for you and not the other way around. You are the driver. They are... It should be sort of an equal, non-power mm -hmm. uh, position. So a lot of people feel quite threatened, maybe not threatened, but subservient to um, a doctor or any anybody, any counsellor or psychologist, psychiatrist. And I think it's important that you don't. They're just human beings like you are. They've just done a different career yeah, to you. Definitely. Particularly in the UK where um, the NHS is brilliant and it's free at the point of service, you maybe you don't feel like you're paying for a service with the NHS because you just go to a doctor, they know more about you than you do, 
and you trust their opinion. Whereas with a therapist, you really are getting a service mm-hmm. from them and you need to make sure that you feel comfortable enough to be honest with them and also call them out. You're their boss. If they, if you don't think that they're doing a good job for you, you need to be able to say, I don't really think this is going the way that I wanted it to go mm. and, and have those dif- more difficult conversations that maybe with your GP, mm. you, you wouldn't have. Mm. You know but your you brain. You could with the GP. You could mean, do all of this yeah. that we're going to cover. Yeah. And then go to your GP. Yes. Because yeah. um, we're going off the mark a little bit here, but sometimes the GP will send you to a, thera- a counsellor when actually what you need is a psych- psychiatrist or a psychologist. But if you've covered what we're going to cover, mm. you'll be able to go in and say, "This is how I'm. This is what I need. This is what I need." Yeah. So you you can skip the the other bit. Yeah, and and conversely, you might you might go to your GP with doing have doing the work we're going to talk about in a few episodes time, and say, well, I thought I was depressed, but actually I'm just really struggling with stress at work at the minute, and it's not depression, so I think I just need to see a counsellor if that's okay. Exactly. And they'll refer you to a counsellor. Yeah, exactly. And the waiting lists are very different. Yeah, for sure. So, appropriate treatment before <coughs> yeah. you go. Work yeah. out what is appropriate for you. Perfect. Perfect. Um, Make sure the therapist feels right for you. How do I feel on the phone with this therapist? How do I feel in the room with this therapist? So notice how you feel. Mm. Observe yourself. Yeah, and audition audition these people, do you mean? Yeah, perfect word. And to be able to speak up if you feel you're not heading in the right direction, that's really important. Mm. It's worth noting as well, usually when you, if you are going the private route and you reach out to a therapist, they're going to want to do a phone assessment probably first. Mm. And it's quite right for them to ask a lot of questions about you because they need to work out whether you're suitable for them. But also that you're, you think that they're suitable for you. So feel free to ask them questions mm. about what you think you're you need for therapy do you need to set boundaries with them do you need assess like review periods and Mm. we're going to get into that later Mm. as well but make sure you're asking questions too because it's a two-way street yeah definitely you're the driver Mm. so this is this i love this one and i ask all my clients to do this make a wish list before therapy even begins and if you if you don't ask the, the client to do that before therapy begins, ask them on the first assessment when you come in next time or email me or text me a wish list. So things that you really want to change and understand. So a lot of wish lists look like this. Manage my anxiety, feel less alone, lose weight, be more sociable, change my job, Elevate my self-esteem. Learn how to manage dissociation. To understand why I get so low and sometimes so depressed. Mm. And to know why my relationships are always with the wrong person. That's a really big one as well. Yeah, it is, isn't it? So, and that, that that's for any age group, you know, um, young adult, middle-aged adult, teenagers. older adult, teenagers. There's a lot you could do to um, work out yourself which we will be doing some of this am I going for the right people here mm. yeah we will get to that in relationships that so. comes in a few few episodes time but um, that's us- quite exciting the patterns really. of relationships are usually interesting to trace back if you always find yourself not with the right people like exactly. you said um, 
So by a wish list, you mean like mm -hmm. when you said, I'm, I want to be happy when you first go in. Oh, yeah. It's actually doing this, isn't it? It's going through and saying, well, what? I'm going to these sessions, but why? Like, what do I want out of this? And going in with goals almost. Yeah. Like, I want to feel more comfortable at work. Yeah. I want to be able to socialize without feel like feeling anxious yeah. or whatever it is verbalizing that to your therapist they know what direction to take things in yeah maybe you don't need to dig up all the really traumatic stuff if actually what you're struggling with is some light anxiety at work yeah and it's yeah. not it's, it's not going to be useful for you to dig into that no exactly that's a good point not everybody wants to or needs to mm. so that would that would determine which therapy you're going to go for as well mm. so it's like having a jigsaw puzzle almost and throwing it on the floor and then you're going to put it all together so that you can see what it looks what the finished product looks looks like and where all the pieces fit together and this program hopefully will enable that yeah so, so you're going to put like all the edge pieces in and then yeah. a therapist is going to fill in the middle for you but you need to show them where the border is first yeah does that make sense perfect sense um and then i think is it well finally we want to talk about how often you should be seeing a therapist yeah so um it depends on finances hobbies work family um severity severity so some people do need therapy twice a week severe cases or they might it might not be a severe case um it might be somebody um who's changed their job i was just thinking of somebody then who changed their job and with their job, they now ha now have to fly internationally, and they they're fearful of flying, panic attacks, and they've got two months, so that might be something that you would really concentrate the therapy in. Say, mm. look, or we'll do ninety minute sessions. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's quite variable. But if you can't afford it, and you haven't got the time, once a month's fine. Um, but uh, we were talking before and what you basically said was if you if you can't afford it that is fine it's yeah. still going to be so valuable for you to speak to an appropriate therapist yeah. and we keep saying that because maybe you don't need a psychologist maybe yeah. a counsellor isn't going to work for you um, but once a month is great but make sure you ask them to give you homework, homework like we talked about yeah to fill in those extra three weeks that you're missing definitely so that you're still engaged yeah. and you can bring some of the homework back to your therapist um yeah and why wouldn't that help you stay connected you could actually keep the same time in your diary for home study for your therapy mm. same day same time you could do that yeah that's a really good keep idea keep it going or you can do additional so some of my clients i'll say just do an hour on monday half an hour tuesday etc so we'll work out a plan okay so don't be stressed if you can't afford the time or the money to go every week and also this after doing a few sessions you might feel i know somebody who was after their first maybe second session was absolutely flawed and couldn't literally couldn't move couldn't feed themselves were completely mm. physically incapacitated mm. it was really scary for them um and they after that they had to voice the th they had to say to their therapist and be like i'm really sorry but last week was a bit much for me can we either take it a bit slower mm. or maybe i need a bit more time mm. be between to sessions mm. to process that and mm. then you might decide to move to two week sessions yeah just for a bit 
and then come back again or even twice a week if it's you need more support so it's really flexible and if you're reaching the end of maybe a, a course of work with your therapist you could go from weekly sessions to mm -hmm. bi-weekly sessions exactly. and see how you cope with that little bit less support week on week and yeah. if you're okay still and that's th that's what i try to do in therapy sometimes i'll say should we leave it for three weeks and they'll there'll be a bit of a jerk reaction and i'll say two yeah should we do two yeah let's do two and phase it out rather than yeah. just brick wall but i know obviously. i well i think i know with that i'm probably right yeah. they can probably do three mm. but they're building up their confidence definitely um so they're the main things to consider what are the big questions you'd ask someone to answer like the three or four big things that you should write down on a piece of paper after this podcast and write down and really look into the big things that they should remember from this or like if they're considering seeing a therapist what are the f like the four questions that they should have answered before they go in what do i want what do i want so that's talking about the the what you want to get out of it the big wish list yeah um what do I need? Do you need a counsellor, a psychiatrist, a psychologist? We're going to look into this next week and what the different kinds of therapists are. What can I afford? Uh, how how regularly therapy is going to be, how much you can afford, and yeah, what kind of thing. Mm. And then anything that they can bring to the therapist, like what do they expect maybe from the therapist? Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes people think it's a repair shop and you can just, if you think about a bike, it just needs a new pedal and then I'll be away. Well, therapy isn't necessarily like that. Definitely. It's quite different. But people, I think you were talking earlier about um, how you go to the doctors and the doctor will say, oh, if you take this tablet... It's antibiotic or whatever. It, it, will, it, it will hopefully solve the problem and it normally does. But this is very different to that. And slower as well, sometimes. Yeah. It can be a more gradual process and as you know, if you live with yourself every day, you don't notice when you put on a bit of weight. You don't notice when you feel gradually happier. Mm -hmm. And that's why journaling is really important because yeah. you can look back a week and be like, actually last week I felt very different to what I do now. So journaling yeah. is important, but the process is very different and often very simple. Yeah. And you might expect your therapist to be like, all you need to do is yeah. this and you'll be better. And actually it's a lot of little things that they're doing that maybe you don't recognise and uh, trust the process mm -hmm. and be honest and over time yeah you should see the results you're looking for yeah fantastic uh thanks so much for watching the first week of our uh, on the sofa pod with sandy rowley um mum's said last week that if you've got any questions you can either message us on instagram at on the sofa pod or you can email healthy mind stafford mm -hmm. on the contact form on the website mm -hmm. uh if you're watching us on youtube make sure you click subscribe hello uh it should be quite fun to watch on youtube and we're also wanting to do a little series on youtube where we watch one of my favorite tv shows bojack horseman and i just get mom to comment on how accurately they depict depression anxiety and parental issues and mm. really serious topics in this show and how accurate they are and how you would go about treating these Things. Bearing in mind I haven't watched this programme. Mum's never that seen should, Bojack, so I think I'm really excited for that bit. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into that. Next week we're going to look at um, what is a therapist and what are the different kinds of uh, disciplines in therapy and which one's probably going to be right for you. So yeah, look forward to that. brilliant. Spot on. See you next week. Mm -hmm.